0: This week on the Back Table Podcast.
1: The founders of our specialty of medicine, whatever you want to call it, these people were plumbers. Proper yeah. plumbers, you know, great ideas, great hands, because, I mean, you have, need to match these two. Then at some stage, okay, so now we have done most of the job, sort of. So essentially, most of the procedures are established, and now we need to do science, because we need to demonstrate that now we've done one art transplant, which right. works because the patient is alive. Yeah. So is it true that these procedure can be applied to everyone or not. And so this came the scientists. So the people were probably not doing that many procedures who had the power to say, okay, what you do works or doesn't work, despite you probably don't do the volumes enough in order to judge someone who invented or does the procedure regularly? And I think this was the second stage of our specialty, where you know, like, from uh, the plumbers would be like, okay, but I mean, you're just a plumber. I'm the professor, you know. And this is also the, the eternal dilemma between academia and you yeah, know, and private. practice. Hello,
0: everyone, and welcome to the Back Table Podcast, your source for all things interventional and endovascular. <laughs> You can find all previous episodes of our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and on backtable.com. First, a brief message from our sponsor. Empowering physicians who treat patients with cardiovascular disease, that is at the heart of everything they do at Reflow Medical. Working with their physician partners, Reflow designs and engineers high-performance medical devices, including the Wingman crossing catheter, the Specs shapeable support catheter, and the low-profile Spec's LP. Reflow is also introducing the new line of core catheters for complex and challenging PCI procedures. This year, Reflow Medical is proud to join their colleagues as Viva celebrates its milestone 20th anniversary. They invite you to stop by the booth and see what's new at Reflow Medical minimize vessel trauma dissections and the need for bailout stenting above or below the knee with a chocolate pta balloon the balloon's unique nitinol constraining structure creates pillows and grooves that provide a predictable uniform and atraumatic dilatation learn more about the product details and safety information at medtronic.com peripheral now back to the episode lorenzo thanks for coming on the show for yeah, the second pleasure, time yeah. You were here, you were with uh, Sabine. Uh, we were trying to think back. We'll, we'll have to post in the show notes the prior episode that we were on where we talked about how to give a good presentation, mm-hmm. right? Which is a great, it was a great episode and it was inspiring for, I think, for a lot of people. Oh, I mean, like, uh, I'm glad it's, that happened, yeah. you know? Like. Yeah, and we're going to talk a little bit about presentations today because I think everybody sees and appreciates how much work you put into giving talks all over the world. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk a little bit about bandwidth today and like how you make that happen, right? With a busy practice, family life, traveling, giving presentations, and then also just like, how does that work financially? I mean, it's hard to travel that much and it's costly. And every hour you take away from clinical work, that's that's also costly. So today we actually titled it Plumbers, Scientists, and Educators. Is it possible to fit it all in and have a life outside of work?
1: It's a long title for for a long topic. <laughs> <laughs> I like it though. I love it,
0: uh, and you you designed it, and I I love it. And so I'm going to start with start with what we were talking about in the cab on the way over, which is there's a lot of big players out there on this sort of speaking circuit, right? Mm. And there's a bit of fake it till you make it kind of. Mm. Um, and you were telling me your story about how you got to be in the speaking circuit. Can we start with that story? Oh, sure, definitely. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think it's uh, in life, the, there's some sliding doors. Everyone has. It could be like in your relationship, it could be in your uh, job, it could be in your life, you know, your dad get cancer, then your life suddenly changed in some way. So it, that's like every time we make a move, uh, even the most stupid one, like in the movie from you know the Gwyneth Paltrow uh, uh, movie, there's always a, a possibility that things can go in a different way. So for me, like I I was a, a guy who was who didn't do any vascular at the beginning because I was all my vascular was taken off by a vascular surgeon. So I went to I went to England. I did six month fellowship at St Thomas's Hospital. Mm-hmm and we'll talk about language, with all the difficulties in being a country where yeah. you don't master the language, but anyway, this apart. Then I moved back to Italy, and then I didn't find myself very well with like eight months contract with no security, so I moved back to the UK, and I had the possibility to improve my vascular skills, also because the system allows you to be more independent than what happens in Italy or in Germany. This could be another topic, you know, like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how the system works in, the, in, the, in, yeah. the, in Europe, like many different countries, you know, it gives you very many different possibilities, but anyway. So I I was starting doing vascular, and then I, I had the opportunity to go to a course, actually. That was the second stage of a course about superastent. Uh, about superastent, if I can say. There's no conflict of interest in this interview. Yeah. And uh, I went to Germany, and this was this uh, professor blessing, was doing a procedure, and uh, this guy got stuck with the peroneal artery re-canalization. He couldn't re-enter in the common femoral artery. He was just so close to the result. I said to him, why don't you put an outback uh, bareback retrograde? Because I've done it once. And I was the guy who was... Uh, I was uh, listening to to him because he was teaching me, and uh, I was, but you know, you know, I am probably, so like I push, 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 and at the end, I said, okay, <laughs> give me the outbreak, you know, like you know, I, I just want this Italian to shut up, you know, so yeah, give yeah. me the outbreak. And actually, it entered straight away. And uh, at that stage, you know, uh, we created a sort of bond because in this way, like I, I don't yeah, know, it, you kind of saved them, uh, exactly yeah. <laughs> in a way. I saved the day of him. And yeah. like uh, we had to take the flight, and all the guys say, guy, we need to go, we need to go. No, I need to lose the Africa. You know, like I was very much like I had. I had a point and at uh, some stage after a few months I don't know we exchange numbers but you know like you do when you're on vacation say okay oh see you later you know yeah we're gonna make another great vacation together it never happens anymore yeah, yeah. I thought it was some sort of stuff and uh, he at uh, some stage uh, I remember I was in Scotland in the car and I got a call for, from Professor Blessing say what's going on, you know, is it like making the wrong call? Like, and he asked me, okay, I mean, there's a, I have a congress here in Germany, quite local, and uh, uh, there was Marco Manzi, who's a very famous international radiologist from Italy, who should have given a talk, but he can't come. And actually, this uh, talk, I don't know, like if you want to take the Italian style, I would be happy to have you there. I said, okay, this was one of my very first uh, talks. And I go there and I give my talk. Actually, if I look back at the quality of it, it was definitely lower, <laughs> you know, and less, less ambitious. But anyhow, still yeah. good cases because this is what I was doing. And um, not good cases, but cases, I'm not saying. Yeah. <laughs> i say I was doing <laughs> such good cases. No, I was doing cases. And uh, actually at the end of the, the talk, I sit down and there's a, a guy who's uh, bald And he introduces to me and says, I'm Michael Lichtenberg. Oh, hi. And I'm, I'm Lorenzo Patroni. And I didn't even almost know who he was. And then he comes to me and says, uh, do you want to come to CLI Düsseldorf? I do the German National Congress of Critical Limb ischemia. I said, why not? And uh, he brings me there. And then uh, when I'm there, I'm sitting at a table for breakfast. And uh, there were like 20 clinicians. And there's Jiad Mustafa who came over uh, for, uh, for, uh, you know to attend the Congress. And I don't know where he was going later. I don't know if I don't remember if it was Treading Cross or somewhere else. And uh, I get to know him. I, again, who knows? I mean, I didn't know who Jihad Mustafa was, but I felt it he, he had a charisma and right, he right. was talking. And uh, I actually, <laughs> what I did, I engaged in the conversation, despite I was definitely the younger in that room. And had said, yeah, I recognize you. There's a sparkle that I had when I was young. Do you mind coming to AMP so you can participate to AMP? And then, you know, step by step, you do one congress, you know one or yeah. two people, and then they're inviting. If you provide a good product, then they invite yeah. you. And you enter, this is where probably we're going to, talk about, you enter in a sort of loop where, you know, you start I mean, I, I was used to say I was collecting the little stickers of the football players, which is something that you do. I don't know if like you do that in the U.S., but in Italy yeah. it's very common. Yeah. When you are a child, you know you make all the teams, and you know you try to buy as many stickers as possible to to finish the album. And I was buying these stickers, and I was following all these guys. And at some stage, you know, I got to play in the team. So I'm a yeah. I'm a, a sticker too. Right. And at some, st- I remember your episode about the imposter syndrome. You know, you feel yeah. you definitely yeah. feel like that. Right. Okay what's going on? I'm getting a beer with freaky opinion leaders, which the only time I saw it was on the podium from, you know, very far away. Yeah. And uh, and then you, you start saying, okay, and then the good thing, like the more they called you, the more in the way you teach, but it's the incredible amount of things that you learn. So also by going around a little bit during congresses, you you learn tons. Yeah. And which is like unbelievable the amount of quality that you receive as education compared to a local thing where, you know, sort of skill guy, teach you the the, yeah. the the way it does things so yeah it's a privilege you know yeah. like i feel yeah. like
0: no i mean I, I i know exactly how you feel because um i uh, my practice is very much bread and butter mm. like ir it's a you know fair amount of diagnostic and then it's just like abscess drainages and which we know, all have anyway yeah, so yeah yeah like, i mean well that's the other things like the people who do all this high high nir a lot of us you know, out there do do muscle bread and butter, scratch your heads, like, well, who's doing all the perm casts? Who's doing all the abscess ranges? Who's doing all the uh biopsies? You know, and sometimes the the body people, the body radiologists do those cases in in some groups, but that's like most of our, I most of my day when I'm practicing, and um, so when I have guys like you on and mm-hmm. guys like you know Bob, were you and you know we, I feel that imposter syndrome mm-hmm. even because I was talking to somebody from Argon today. He was like, "Hey, I want to pick your brain about cryoablation." I'm like. I don't really do cryoablation. Mm. He's like, "What do you do?" Mm. You know, and I'm no, like, but
1: that's 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 a very bad thing because I think yeah. you you do far better for the patient in some way to do a acidic drainage than a cryoablation. You know, yeah. When yeah. you just have the technical little uh, move, but then you know what's real outcome for the patient. You know, it's yeah. A, in many different, if you drain an abscess, you know, like yeah. the patient is septic, I, you do a mean, yeah, an effrostomy. Yeah, you know, you say you properly save the life to the patient. Yeah. If you do a complex CLI, it's a big question mark about the leg. So of course, maybe you have done a great step forward, but there's still so much work to do. Instead, with many procedures that you do, that I do, because I mean, let's face the fact that no one does only amazing cases every day, uh, then you really change the life of patients. This is what we should aim for. Except for for Sabine Don, he does Exactly, exactly. This is like, (laughs) it's a bit of a one of a kind, yeah. He's like,
0: yeah, he had three strokes this weekend. I'm like, man,
1: that's that's insane you know that's yeah. that that then we're gonna go to the next topic you know the conversation <laughs> how can you maintain uh, yes. physical yes. and mental integrity totally being a, you know on call uh, you know one on three or one on four with a busy practice yeah so
0: we kind of like you kind of asked the question you know how many lies are there out there right mm-hmm. like you you know you said you were finally you were like find yourself in this circuit uh, amongst people who are you know the greats basically mm-hmm. right And then you started, you saw what was behind the curtain. What we perceive as great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of saw behind Mm -hmm. the curtain, Mm -hmm. under the hood, whatnot. and, And you were like, oh, this is interesting. What was it that you were surprised or disappointed about?
1: Oh, wow, that's a big question. And uh, yeah, I was scared now about, you know, maybe names no and names, Yeah, yeah. yeah no, 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 no names. Yeah, yeah. no, the doctor. No, sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> I think, you know, at the beginning, uh, I have to say a bit of history. There was an era, like the Bakey era, okay? Yeah. So essentially, these people were pioneers in doing stuff. Right. These people didn't care about randomized control trials. They were saying, okay, I will be the first one to do a heart transplant, right. full stop, right. and it's enough. You don't have to, yeah. of course, you know, if you're a genius, if you have the vision, you know, you just, you know, Seldinger, you know, gave you the possibility to now to do every kind of um, endovascular procedure in a certain way, because he said, in a moment, I had this light, which, which, uh, which, uh, which uh, may make me think that there's a, a way I can do things. And so these people were the the, the the founders of our specialty of medicine, whatever you want to call it. But uh, these people were plumbers, proper yeah. plumbers, you know, great ideas, great hands, because, I mean, you have, need to match these two. Then at some stage, okay, so now we have done most of the jobs sort of. So essentially, most of the procedures are established. And now we need to do science because we need to demonstrate that now we've done one art transplant, which right. works because the patient is alive. Yeah. So is it true that these procedure can be applied to everyone or not. And so this came the scientists. So the people were probably not doing that many procedures who had the power to say, okay, what you do works or doesn't work, despite you probably don't do the volumes enough in order to judge someone who invented or does the procedure regularly. And I think this was the second stage of our specialty where, you know, like from uh, the plumbers would will be like, okay, but I mean, you're just a plumber, I'm the professor, you know, and this is also the, the eternal dilemma between academia and, you yeah, know, and, and pr- practice. But anyway, and then now we have this sort and of, this finally with this kind of big turn like uh, the taxi driver this morning, <laughs> but we, <laughs> we have the people who think that they can do things, or, and they do some academia, or the opposite, or like, they they, they they think they can do academia when they can't, because at the moment, what the the market, let's call it market, but anyway, what the environment was, the what, what would, you know, your peers ask, is someone who's extremely good, presents great cases, has a great casistic, so full of patients, great educator, or like, you know, takes care of 1,000 fellows, and actually publishes all the data in a very perfect and pure statistical way yeah so is this feasible do you really believe that someone on the stage can master all these uh, different uh, aspects of the same profession yes or no and second thing if he does or if at least he masters most of them or half of them or whatever what's the cost yeah i'm not saying the cost in dollars or euros i'm saying what's the cost in life yeah time yeah. yeah yeah i mean this kind of iceberg you know that is always in the in the pictures you know when you have the tip of the iceberg and then whatever that's behind below it below. yeah
0: well that, that kind of brings to the next question is like how do you make it work i mean you're getting asked all these things imagine you're getting invites left and right now mm-hmm. that you're on the circuit and like we said we had you have the family you've got clinical practice how do you carve out the time to be a quote-unquote educator you know in on the speaking circuit and then even is, are you at a teaching hospital mm, oh teaching okay. hospital, yeah so then there's all you know with academics like there's also all the you know commitments with that that comes with that right mm. recruitment right training all that stuff you know meetings that go with that so um how do you make that work like is it are you on the verge of burnout or did have you have a formula or an algorithm that you follow to like mm. stay sane
1: I mean, I think now I need to, to ask my, quest, my the same question to the Dalai Lama. I, I will just give him a call and I will call you back and I will let you know how, how you can deal with all this together. No, I mean, apart from jokes, uh, I think that uh, after a few years that you are practicing and you are trying, you know, like different kind of uh, shades of what you do, you need to understand what you're very good at. Yeah. because as I said before there's no one was very good academic extremely talented surgeon or para surgeons or interventional or whatever and that is also great educator because I mean whatever you do and it, I'm talking about specific different uh, angles of, of the same job you need to dedicate time if you want yeah. to be in a great way right and if you have 24 hours a day and, a, and also a bit of uh, <laughs> outside of hospital life you need to focus on what you're very good at without frustration so essentially okay let's say I'm, I, I love operating on patients I love The connection which I make with the patient, I love, you know, doing great for them, and I I surely and genuinely enjoy having conversation, even during operations you know making yeah. a little bit of fun you know yeah. like a little bit of theater and so they enjoy the procedure even like my best thing is like oh doctor thank you so much for having done the technical bit yeah. also I enjoyed the procedure that's that's the best <laughs> for me you know like it happens sometimes yeah. and uh, this is so I, I, I love this you like okay. an audience exactly like. <laughs> exactly it's a sort of simi- similar to give talks to congress yeah. conferences and then what I find myself good at is like to inspire people and to try to you know to transmit the enthusiasm which I have which is yeah. part of the sort of educational part. Right. And then, of course, I need to try to publish what I do. And nah. uh, I mainly end up doing publications about, okay, this is a key series of crazy stuff which I've done. Yeah. And uh, this is like, you can learn, like I learned from these errors or from these like things that you can do better for your patients. But yeah. for me, I struggle to say, okay, let's organize a randomized control trial. It's not yeah. my, my thing. And I actually, the, the, you, what you need to deal with is that the frustration of, okay, fine, this thing I can't do. Full stop. And then the same thing. The academic people could say, you know what? I'm not that good at operating. Probably it's better I focus on academia. Yeah. And this is where the team comes in. So I'm very good at operating. You're very good at academia, or the opposite, and we do a great team together because you need everything. Yeah. And if you want to add family, then it's even more mess because I mean, yeah. like all these kind of things, it's, it's it's very difficult to 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 master. You know all the all the different skills that you need in life in order to make success like you want. You want a good husband, a good doctor, a good scientist, a good, good educator, a good father. father yeah. you know, like come on, like yeah. You know, and what's go, the priority? I, 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 of those things? at some stage you need also yeah. to be a good sleeper because I mean if you don't <laughs> do it then you're gonna burn out as you said. You know, yeah, it's it's yeah. difficult to manage I think. And also at some stage when you grow up you need to start. You know, okay, you say yes to everything. this is I think it's it's very common. You know, yeah. okay, like do you want to do it? yes? Do you want to do it? yes? Yes, yes. And then you need to start. Choosing what you do, and it, it shouldn't be, and it, it won't never. It, believe me, like I have this firm belief, it will never be about money. But you need to choose at some stage yeah. what you want to do. So essentially, it needs to be driven by your talent and what you think that's your the value that you can give in life.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that, that's a great because we are both in dual physician households, mm-hmm. right? We both have wives that are physicians, and that while is beneficial financially is you know like we are both you have to have a nanny to help take care of kids and then it's you know it's a it's um it just kind of takes away the bandwidth because you're always one of you is always busy right and then you start thinking okay well how do we focus on how do we be better parents you know and um and so you do have to prioritize and and so my wife and i always have this conversation we used to have this conversation a lot is what at what point do you start saying no to opportunities um because you're right in the first five years you're trying you're saying this to everything because you don't want to pass anything mm. up and you know the kids might be babies so they don't know if you're there or not but once they get to five eight where our kids are yeah. they notice when you're not around oh sure you know for sure yeah. like you have to your priorities kind of switch and i think it's where like you know we're sort of mid-career right
1: now at least we are I don't, mm. you're still younger <laughs> but <Not that> much. <laughs> Because yeah. I mean, like you're gonna be sad about your your extra family life, and you're gonna be a worse fighter. So yeah. it's this shadows gray, which is like totally, you totally. know that no one really knows, you know, the, the answer to that so how my, how how you can how you can balance, you know.
0: It's all about reflection, right? So if you're like, you know, what I noticed every day this week, I really hated going to work. Mm. It, something's wrong, you know. It wasn't just one day when you had like a case you weren't looking forward to, or. Your least favorite tech was working with you. It's like every day, and you're like, man, something's off. And
1: because yeah. the luxury of our lives is to choose what makes you happy. Yes. So essentially, I have one thousand options, and then choose the hundred ones who make me happy. Yeah. It doesn't make you rich, but make you happy. Right. And right. you know, I, you know, the, the 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 real luxury is the time. Yes. So you know, I need to do. It the best I think the target and I don't know the formula but is to do the stuff that you like so much and to have enough money which like depends on for me like I, I have no money ambition which is great yeah. because I don't need to own anything in my I mean this is a personal. Very, it's very difficult to to force yourself if you're not in this kind of mood but in order to enjoy life as you want so you enjoy life you know 100% so you do the stuff that you want at work and you, then you do the stuff that you want outside from work yeah. this is probably the last target get last you know goal how to reach that it's a long journey for me as i had uh, my first uh, child when i was 30 and i just was just finishing my my residency and i remember you know i had this opportunity to go to london as i said before for six months and my daughter was 14 days so my wife moved with me to london with very little salary because i mean i was getting what i was getting as a a uh, residency in italy it was like you know, it's, it was a need of one thousand and six hundred euros to yeah. live in London, where more or less a flat for free people cost two thousand yeah. pounds, and the pounds was one point three to one compared to euro. And she was in maternity, so she was oh getting gosh. almost nothing. So, yeah. and at some stage, okay, or do I really want to do this? I can, how can I sustain this? And I, we weren't, we're not rich from family, so essentially we had to. And actually, I was very lucky because I won two grants from Cersei, where we are together today in uh, Barcelona yeah. and like 12,000 euros, which like looks like nothing, but it permitted me to pay rent. Yeah. and It's like, okay. So, I mean, we were good because we moved and it, she was great because i mean come on like you are in your own hometown with the first child with all the parents around and you say okay fine you know what i'm gonna move to london and i'm gonna be all day with a 14 year old 14 year, day day <laughs> old uh, child who i don't know about because my first child and whatever yeah, yeah. happens i just rely on my husband who's always at work because he's working in a different country and trying to give his best yeah and the husband who struggles at work comes back home, and of course it gets the the sort of you know stressed uh, wife mother say okay now the child is yours and you deal with it and yeah. it, and it, you know. She was not even that harsh. I'm just saying that he, this is the worst case scenario. Also because in case she listens, then, you know. So it's good that to be very soft. Uh, but anyway, no, I'm saying it's, you get extra stress. Oh, I mean, oh my God. You know, you think about when you were single or, you know, you're in a couple, you finish work, you're stressed. Okay, I go home and I sleep on the sofa and you can't do it anymore. No, yeah. So it's it's, a, just it's a, a big challenge for everyone, yeah. you know, yeah. I, even for the child probably is a challenge. <laughs> I, I need to ask my, if she remembers anything of this. <laughs> Yeah, I did I wasn't prepared for how stressful having a kid was. good for you. I was not. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I said, I was Ah, not. you were not. No, okay, okay. I was not. No. It's not like I read a bunch of baby books <laughs> <Yeah>. or anything.
0: <laughs> no, no. no, I just I was scared. I was super scared. But mm. all right. Well we got off on the track mm. off the tracks with the baby stuff, but let's um let's let, let,
1: let, let' let's add it to the title, you know, how to deal with babies, <laughs> babies when, you, yeah. when you're a resident. Yeah, yeah how to prepare for mm. babies so no, we talk, we talk about economical stuffles you know yes. like it's uh, how much this yes. impacts your life you know they, they, the difference between between u uh, s and europe it's 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 incredible you know we see uh, <laughs> as as european clinicians we look at you as a as a, as a U.S. clinicians like uh, extremely rich people busy but very rich you know like again like, i talking to random uh, random clinicians who i n- will not mention will will mention probably in the comments you know like people who are talked, <laughs> you know exactly exactly so, exactly. <laughs> so it's uh, the, the, the 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 pay wage and uh, they they earn ten times more what I do. And they're like, crazy. do do I do, do I do a worse job? Uh, probably, but not that much to be paid ten times less. And you know, and it's it's crazy, like, you know, and uh, especially in this kind of system which is the EU where wherever in the EU work if you don't work in a complete private practice which is unusual at least for now uh, you work in a teaching hospital and you do cases and it doesn't matter if you do one case or 20 cases it doesn't matter if your case is difficult or your case is easy you're yeah. going to get always the same salary yeah. and the average doctor say why do I need to work actually I have a contract which is fixed no one can move me from here yeah. I do the minimum and then as a young clinician, you take the risk of uh, doing the things that other people don't want to do because don't don't want to get in trouble. Because I mean, right. like, of course, the more, the moment you raise the bar, the moment you you have more complications. And you yeah. say, at some stage, there was a guy who works in finance that said, why, so you do the most difficult cases. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it happens. And so why do you do it? Do they pay you more? And then, because this guy is coming from finance, it doesn't come from the same background as me and you. Do you yeah. enjoy the adrenaline? You would enjoy like the, even the, the inner glory you know say oh my god you know, like i did such a good job you know yeah. not, you don't have to spread the voice on social media but you get it inside oh for sure but yeah. you know like okay but then what, something went wrong and what's the point and say okay i do that for patients and for sure i do that for me and i say okay but like at, at the end of the day if you live in a flat and you have to ask share costs and stuff say okay but i'm a top level professional especially living in london people in finance are, are getting 10 times more than what i get yeah. and and then I can call some of them average, right. at their work. Yeah, yeah, and they work far less. Right, right. So, yeah, no, I mean, and and now I would say, okay, that's that's why in the U.S., you know, to be a doctor is a very remunerative uh, in some sort of uh, a profession because it's 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 worth it. It's it's uh, yeah.
0: And we take that for granted. We don't, we don't realize we're oblivious,
1: right? No worries. You're going to live for
0: one year in France. You will understand (laughs) that. No, (laughs) no. Well, you educated me more on that cab ride than I had been my Mm. whole medical career. I I had no idea. Like you uh, need to go
1: back to Dallas in a, in a very uh, like a appreciative way. Yeah. Like a priest (laughs) and shout in the streets, you know, we need to be lucky. We have seen the glory. We've seen it. So yeah, go back and spread the
0: voice. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, it's, it is wild. And then you get your, you're, you get taxed, right? Yeah. That's the other thing you mentioned. Like your taxes are more than fifty percent. Yeah, that's absurd. Do you, you
1: understand, U.S. people? It's 50%, <laughs> fifty percent. Like my son yeah. says, five zero. Yes, <laughs> because we want to provide services to all the citizens. But you know, yeah. the, the 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 services which are you know in in a, in a, in a certain way paid by insurances in the U.S. are right. paid by citizens here. Right. So right. if you don't tax people who uh, you know who who have a salary, who, where are you taking the money from? Right. That being said, it's our
0: health care system is really broken. You know, Mm. it's just kind of like monopoly money over there. So I don't know what the answer is. I mean, but you go through all that training and, you know, yeah, you think that you guys would get paid more Mm. for that and, and for the risk and for the stress and everything. So how many how many of your colleagues did you see like when you graduated try to get to the U.S. was it, is that a common thing or most
1: people is the retention pretty good people tend to stay here no I mean especially Italian people first of all because they don't speak a very great English oh. and they don't really they're not really ready for for the, the board examination that you have there but not because yeah. they're not good it's because it's a different language yeah. and second thing you know it's uh, for Italian people. Many of them, especially the one from the south. I mean, if that's a possibility, they really enjoy the the the, the south European style lifestyle, you know. And why should I go to the US? I mean, there are some people maybe do like small fellowships, and they feel very inspired. So a few, very few friends who attended. But then many people don't even find the strength in some sort of to stay that far from Europe and to you know to provide this kind of uh, you know commitment.
0: Right. So right. It's, yeah, there's it's, something it's to that easy, as well. Yeah, yeah away also from because camera. these
1: guys are not going for the little hospitals; they're going for the top level hospitals. This is where you do your fellowship, and as you you, you get used to this standard, and you feel that you can do great things, and then you want to apply for these positions. But it, like you know, it's not yeah, it's easy. You know, it's it's competitive, yeah. and and you get in this kind of a very <laughs> tricky U.S. mechanism with a lot of competition, and it's. Uh, it's, it's is, man. It is,
0: it is tricky. And my, my in-laws came over from India and in, in Boston in the late sixties and Gopi and I like, were just like, I don't, I don't understand how, you know, the, uh, halfway, you know, around the world, halfway around the world, you know, away from family, all they could do is write letters back then. Like mm-hmm. they could barely make phone calls. And that's just amazing. You know, I don't think
1: I'd have the courage to do that. I mean, it's, uh, I was mean, thinking about my, my wife, my in-laws are coming from Albania. So, and they came after, you know, the, the regime uh, completely collapsed and they yeah. came like really with, with, like, with the back. And, you know, yeah. it's more, I don't know what about your in-laws, but it's like, it's tough. You go to, we'll talk about languages. You know, they go to a, a country where they, they don't know the language at all and yeah. they are very much seen as the immigrants and yeah, they are yeah. treated as immigrants and right. they're they are very much judged just to be immigrants you know despite yeah. their grade and you step by step you know day by day you, you build your own life yeah but it's like okay what and at some stage you say what am i complaining about you know right the same thing as, as a physical uh stress or the psychological stress you say okay i mean you do the doctor anyway you don't lift weights or whatever you know if someone does the builder it's yeah but i mean I probably can't understand how hard is your work. I mean, I've done loads of jobs. But anyway, I'm saying I can't really understand how to do it every day for forty years. But also, you can't understand mine. You know, yeah. to have the the, the the psychological stress of being in this situation that we are trying to paint in this uh, kind of episode. It's something that it's very difficult to be to be to deal with. So many times, you know, you need to, and then uh, you know, you can go to a psychotherapist, But you know, still, it's it's good also to acknowledge that. I think the psychotherapy should be for everyone, really. Oh, for sure. Uh, everyone like even like low-level, but it's like low-level education, I'm saying, because it's like you always find something that you don't know about yourself and that you can use to be a better and uh, happier man or woman.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, We talk sometimes on the show about how executives, you know, have these coaches, these life coaches, right? Like physicians really should have that. Mm. Uh, And, you know, we look to mentors, but I feel like there should be, like a system in place, especially at big institutions, where people have somebody that—not that, that they—not you know—it's always like, "Oh, well, you can reach out to them." No, somebody who's like basically assigned to you to make sure exactly. your mental health. And then they is, they check on you. Regularly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like a you know like a big company does. Yeah, it's right? like
1: being someone with diabetes. You need to check the glucose. You know, yeah. if you don't check the glucose, the glucose can go too high or too low, yeah. and you will never know.
0: And that that you know investment might really help out retention at certain institutions and you know academic centers especially where you know right now they're calling it the great resignation in the United States mm. cuz just seeing people leave healthcare a lot of it's post covid um kind of backlash but um i think that a lot of it's just burnout mm. you know um, could be also despite, an, 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 insi- an inside we're an
1: inside burnout you know maybe yeah. you don't realize that and then it comes all together so that's that's yeah. the thing also to to gradually understand that it's this this is real then yeah. it helps you probably coping in the long run yeah if you come up like with maybe you know then your father die and then you go you know Completely crazy, but it's like, is it because of your father died or because some equilibrium has broken and right. it was very fragile and now just you know Somebody the, 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 the little yeah the, the yeah. little the little uh, the shape that you 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 draw about your life then that probably doesn't make any sense. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. And this is this is where it's very. I mean, like if you look at the rate of suicides, you know, between doctors and uh, between surgeons, you know, like it's it's yeah. crazily high compared to a normal, you know, to a normal population. You know, it's, are uh, you guys seeing you that got, in the UK? Like, no, like what I, we're mean, seeing US? I mean, I, I mean, if you if you look in the, in the UK, there's a very interesting uh, uh, statistics which is related to the GMC. So people who have troubles with the GMC, which is the General Medical Council, is a very Powerful um, uh, organ which really uh, judge your medical practice, and sometimes it could be very nasty. Like you get into trouble for sort of nothing, and you, you stay in this process for two years, and maybe then you end up clean, but you know just the stress which is related yeah. to this. You right. see that the people who goes through this process, they they go, a re, you know, the rate of, of suicide is incredibly high. Wow, and just as a shame, you know, because this is not like a, you know like a, anyone asking you to. Pay for something, it's like just the shame of being in this process, you know. Yeah. After all these studies, after all this time spent, and then you, for some silly reasons, for some you know very envious colleague, or for a crazy patient, you know. Yeah, like yeah. You know, right. And you, I mean, like you know, there was a just to give you a quick example, there was a guy, was a pediatric surgeon, you know, and then uh, he was specializing Crohn, and um, there was uh, this uh, young uh, child, I don't know, he was eight or nine, who okay? came, I don't know if he did like a, a rectal examination or whatever. But it wasn't normal practice you know this guy has done 50 plus yeah. and uh, the, the the father said that uh, the the doctor abused his daughter and actually uh, then it was demonstrated after years that this guy the father was abusing the daughter and trying to find the excuse of the doctor oh, God, to justify that's horrible. Yeah. But, I mean you can yeah. understand this guy was suspended from the hospital because I mean when uh, oh, that, it, there's yeah. a something pending from a patient that you abuse a child yeah I mean uh, God, it's, yeah. in some ways it's also understandable what the hospital can do right but but think about the guy who's yeah. like completely innocent as he was described right. and he goes referred to the GMC, goes through all this bullshit. Okay, why are you not at work? I oh, no, because I've you know I've broken my arm. Okay, fine. But if you say no, because I got suspended because I've a pending fake, and yeah. how much people will understand it's fake that's right. another thing. Right. Uh, Accused of a patient saying that I abuse a child. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. And your life is destroyed. Right. right. So is it is it really worth it? Yeah. I don't know that, yeah, that's messed up, mm. that's messed up. And it's easy, you know, so, you know it's especially now in, in the UK, sometimes, you know, you have the chaperone, you know, it's a French word now, so at least I, I <laughs> told you something today. Right. <laughs> chaperone, like it comes with you, because if you visit a woman yes. yeah. and you palpate the femoral pulse, yeah. then she can say, she he sexually harassed me. Yeah. And you know, I mean, it could be one on one million, but when it that happens, yeah. you know, for how things stay, then you are in trouble. And there's no way to get out from it because it's like, it's you against her. So if you have a chaperone inside, okay. There was a third. But it's like, you understand? It's like, it's crazy. Why Mm -hmm. do you have to pay someone to come in the room just to check that you're palpating the groin even of a you know with all respect 50 plus lady and you didn't sexually sexually harass her yeah we do that in the Makes u.s no sense. yeah
0: we do in the u.s and we do call a chaperone in
1: the yeah. u.s ah, okay yeah. See also, no, no, i didn't even <laughs> uh, I didn't <laughs> even teach you that and
0: mm-hmm. um but usually it'll be like we'll grab a female ma or a female nurse if you know that you're getting like your exam is going to be mm. Anywhere close to any private parts, like that's what you do. Yeah, yeah, it's because, yeah, things, you're right. There's crazy patients out there and there's crazy doctors out there. Correct. Yeah, I mean, so but, it's all to protect. Both of them. Both.
1: Like, probably both of them are very rare. It's, so it's very difficult to understand yes. who's a crazy doctor, who's a crazy patient. Yeah, yeah. And they happen randomly. So, right. you know.
0: They, yeah. The chaperone protects everyone, basically, yeah, right? But come
1: on, it's a, such a useless figure, you know, in some way. You know, like, well, it, it, shouldn't be, it, should, it shouldn't be. It's sad exist. that we can't trust Exactly. People. Yeah, yeah. It shouldn't so exist, right? You know, and then and then you add the chaperone of the chaperone, you know, they'd like, you know, like. Yeah, how do you it's, trust it's, the chaperone? Exactly. <laughs> like, how can you trust the chaperone? You need another <laughs> chaperone. So let's do three chaperones. So at least if, you know, oh there are God. two different uh, opinions, the third one will decide, you know, like.
0: It sounds like a Simpsons episode or something. Yeah, exactly. like, it's I like, mean,
1: it's something like. Many times, you know, these kind of cartoons are so much, so much spot on you know yeah, with many things yeah. and then we would sometimes especially as a kids when I was watching Simpsons you miss all these things yeah and then when you realize that you're older, you went older you realize okay but this is what's not for children this is like for adults actually for, yeah. yeah
0: no it is it is mm. um, well it's kind of along the lines of one of the questions you wanted to ask which is what how what do you do when you're overcommitted? you're overwhelmed mm. You know have you felt like that i imagine you have any suggestions for the audience because there's a lot of us out there who do overcommit. Mm-hmm. like what do you do
1: oh you that's know? that's a great question i think oh, this is a typical answer when you're on a podium you know someone asks you a stupid question you say that's a great <laughs> question thank you for oh, it <laughs> but so, <this> is <laughs> like it was generally yeah this yeah. is generally a great <laughs> question so the thing is uh, when uh, when you i think when you're very busy and you're very um committed to what you do what you do you try to cut off the sleep I don't know if it, that's your case, but it's my case. So essentially, you say, okay, I mean, like, I will work, I will come home, I will cook dinner, I will put the children to bed, I will spend a bit of time f- with my wife, and then I will do some research, some, you know, articles, whatever, you know, some. I try to be academic in some way, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and then you go <laughs> to bed at four, and then you wake up at seven, and then the day, the day <laughs> after, you're a bit stoned, but you still have to finish the paper. So, yeah. like, you go back home, you cook dinner, you, you put the children in bed, you stay with, with your wife, say, okay, it's not going to be four, and go to bed at two. And then, you know, and then you get stressed and look at that like usually when i get stressed and it happens also in these kind of big conferences i lose my voice so essentially it's, yeah. it's a way of my body to say oh you're you done. know you you you're yeah. you done you need, you need to stop you need to slow down essentially my my big suggestion is to try once especially you have reached if you are very young you know okay you know try to find your way once and you have a little bit limited amount of time so which i can't you know you know make a number but you have a little bit amount of time to understand as I said before, just to connect with what you said at the beginning, to understand what you're very good, what you can make a difference. So yeah. if you uh, are good at something, you will make a difference. That's what I regard as paradise. You know, the paradise is like leaving a sign behind you and people will remember you forever because yeah. of what you have done. And people probably won't remember me for the academia, for the, my papers. Probably they will, they will say, you know, it was a great They'll hopefully. remember you for this podcast. Exactly. This podcast for <laughs> sure. They say it was a great inspiration for me because it pushed me to perceive my dreams. It pushed me to 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 try to push my boundaries. You know, like this is what I, I hope and I feel very good at, to, to inspire people in order to commit and to do good for others. And that's that's the most rewarding thing, you know? Yeah. It's, it's what I hope that, you know, also I have some feedbacks from fellows that say, okay, you know, like you really inspired me in that to, to push myself out and, you know, to try to push my boundaries and to do better. And I don't know, like it's a, it's, it's a matter of trying to really to choose what you're very good at and don't suck too much. Yeah. If you're not good at something that you should be because you should be everything, you know, like. Yeah. Like a woman should be a good uh, a good doctor, or well, a good, you know, worker, and then it could be a good mom, a good uh, wife, and then a sexy, and then always, you know, like, <laughs> like, like 1,000 things that you ask to a wife, a good cook, and then a good cleaner, and uh, you know, good with the parents, with, the, with the her parents, with your parents, good, you know,
0: like. Right, yeah, there's a lot,
1: man. And I always, you know, in this in this uh, podcast, it comes out like, to be a man, it's always easier at the moment than to be a woman, you know, because it's, you even have more expectations and more uh, judgmental, attitude towards you if you are a woman because I yeah, mean oh yeah. I don't cook because then you go to school you know you know what it means like that sometimes full time uh, moms oh, but you don't take care of this you know you don't know about this meeting with the teacher this kind of stuff it's yeah. it's crazy stuff it's at some stage you, you you feel you feel very you feel very inadequate right? and as a father probably still you rely on a role yep I am the father which it's doesn't make any sense it doesn't make the, any sense as yeah. the Swedish people could say but in or Finnish but in some way it, the woman is even under more pressure I
0: think oh for sure yeah yeah, my wife always says it's easier to be the dad. Yeah, absolutely. You do. I mean, I, my dad was that way too. Like you're kind of the fun guy. Like yeah, there's the... even
1: there's even this meme on on the internet. Where it's like the the the, the 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 father brings some McDonald's home. And it's like oh that's a funny father. The mom brings the same you know McDonald <laughs> thing. like out. Oh, she can't cook. She doesn't care about it. Like yeah. and all this kind of the like twenty of these. And actually, it, it makes you think that yeah, that's if you if you are honest, that's oh, actually true.
0: Makes, yeah totally. yeah
1: like yeah like the, the dad was bringing around the prawn texting and say oh that's good it does business while pushing the prone and then if the mom does it they say okay she's pushing the prone she's texting so she doesn't take does, doesn't care about the child oh my god like but like it's the good dad and a bad mom they're doing the same thing you know yeah, it's-
0: yeah i can see that for sure um I, what, the last thing i want to finish on as we wrap up is social media i want to get your take on it because you're you're pretty active on it and you know there's definitely upsides right like we've met there's this whole twitter community right that we've been in we've gotten to meet uh, we just ran into Mina Macri from Ohio State when we were at Cersei. and I got to know him through social media. I mean, um, Peter Horner, you know, you, I mean, there's so many people, Mike Watts, all these guys that have been on the show via social media. So there's definitely the upside to being on it. But I've noticed some beef happening lately, like especially with vascular surgery and IR. And, you know, I don't know. I just, sometimes I just want to text to everybody, just put your phone down, mm-hmm. you know, because it's... It's just sometimes it gets out of control. But I want what's to your me, take?
1: My, on? Yeah, my secret is to have all the notifications down. I don't get notification on Twitter, I don't have notification on LinkedIn, yes, I don't have notification yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. If you start having the notification on, especially, I mean, in, in Europe, we're not big Twitter users, but Twitter is, is, is very unforgiving, you know, bam, bam, yeah. bam, bam, bam. It's far more than LinkedIn. We're more used to LinkedIn here, which is yeah. like more relaxed, sort yeah. of a so- social media, I want to call it, I don't know, like a, in a, a work social media, but it's uh, with Twitter, it's like you get all these kind of flow of likes of people who are talking and especially if you start having like what I like on social media is to learn from people and actually what I like to post is like challenging cases say it's difficult because you just have to put one single image if you yeah, want right. which is so limiting but anyway yeah, right. at that stage us ask what would your guy do and right. then, you know, you get all the answers, and that is where, you know, the harsh can come, because like, okay, yeah. I would do this, and there's no evidence, and I say I would do something, because I'm good at that. Right. And I, actually, it's something that you don't have to underestimate, like if I'm very good at doing distal bypasses, my results would be better than you, who are an average, you know, distal surgeon. Yeah. And, but if I'm a very good endovascular, I'm gonna be far better than you, who are an average endovascular operator. So. It's not even just about the science it's like the the science put in context and so some people say i would definitely do a femoral bypass because you know that in your practice it will work and i would say i will definitely do an endovascular recanalization because i know that in my practice it works so the moment you realize that you know that different the different ways or i don't know how many there are in england but there are you know, different ways to skin a cat <laughs> and uh, and ev- everything is in a certain way is, is, uh, is acceptable as long as you're feeling comfortable with. yeah, you don't get to do massive discussions because I mean like, okay, I, I even don't know you actually. So uh, you can't have arguments with someone you don't work with right. every day. right. How do I know how, how good your bypass is? And even if you put like and actually this also comes to the fake. Side of things, you know. I'm very happy, always too open, probably about my complications. And you know, I find myself, oh, maybe now people think that I do all the time complications. But this is where I learn. If just share complications, if I just share success, what's the point? What are you gonna learn? Oh, this guy does the vascular organization very well. Who, you know, do you care that I in London from Dallas? You say, oh, this guy, I will send him a patient. I don't know, like there's no point. So the good thing, like if I do a complication in London, you will learn from me, even in Dallas or in Timbuktu or in Hong Kong. Yeah. So that's the real value. And if you're like reasonably humble and reasonably flexible, yeah. you will never get to big arguments. But if you try to transmit your local frustration to an international scale, yeah. this is where you get very wrong. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's, if you just need to relax, okay, fine. And actually, you, sometimes you ask questions like, hey, what would you do in this case? Some people want to play the, the, the smart ass. Let them do it yeah who cares right i know yeah, yeah. So,
0: i know it's like let them have if it's an egomaniac let them be an egomaniac like it's what is okay it? you know, like, why don't you know because that's what, what happens and and i've seen this happen to really good people that i know personally it's just like they get in this you know they reply once and then the other person replies and then it's just this endless cycle and then it just goes downhill very fast yeah. right and it gets very personal very yeah, fast.
1: Yeah, exactly. And even a, a single finger, which it could be the second yeah, finger, right. can gun the third. Yeah. And then they, when when there's a misunderstanding, things can go very much downhill, you know, like very quickly. When yeah. actually it was not supposed to, like it happened. You know, we know, we both know what you're talking about. Yes, right? yeah. <laughs> I know. It's just like, I don't... And you know, like some careers even get destroyed because of this, you know, for a single message on a single social media, you know, like it's, it's crazy because it's the same thing like, okay, I built all this, and now I'm, I'm losing my reputation, losing my work.
0: Yeah.
1: Not losing my job, but losing my, the good thing I have done. And also people think about me that I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a dumb clinician just because you have a misunderstanding. Because yeah. we're too quick in checking, we're too quick and we're too busy. Right. And we can't even really read. You know, like it's right. incredible Like right. talking about social media very quickly. If you put a picture, you get like thousands of views. Yeah. If you get a video and the video you spend time doing it, it's so educational compared to a picture. Right. You get like... 10 times less yeah. viewers. Like, right. it makes no sense. Yeah. Because we don't even have time to watch a 30-second video. Exactly. So now exactly. this episode has gone on for two hours. You know, who's <laughs> going who to listen to all this episode? Me talking with you for two hours? You know, we need to cut it down.
0: <laughs> well, it's funny. I don't, you know... We can't, we can't. It's we, too much, too much. It's to, good stuff, uh, though. But, you know, because we talk about... We can do free episodes. <laughs> long format podcasts, which I am a fan of. I treat them like audiobooks. Basically if I don't have time to listen to the whole thing, I go back to it, right? So back when I used to listen to Joe Rogan, I don't really do it much anymore, but or occasionally when he has a guest that I like, um, I'll listen to him. But he's always at least an hour, hour and a half, right? Mm-hmm. Lex Freeman also hour and a half, two hours sometimes. And it's just it's like sometimes you don't even get into the meat of the good stuff until 20, 30 minutes in. And so and when I listen to short format ones like 15 minutes it's all, it's just, it's very superficial. Like it's like, you know, you might learn something and move on, but I feel, I like the ones that get, because they're just more conversational, they get into it, you learn who that person is, you find out more about them. Uh, And that's why I always liked Howard Stern, because it was like a two hour, you know, like interview and, and it was good, you know? And so, Look, if they don't like it, they're going to tune out. That's not, it's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, we enjoyed, you know, talking. (laughs) Let's continue for another two hours. Let's bring some wine, please. (laughs) (laughs) But the video thing's interesting because we've talked about like doing more video podcasts and maybe using those clips and social media to help drive discovery and people to find out more about it. I don't know. I don't know what the... Like we'll have to, we just experiment and we see what sticks, right? Exactly. Like in Um, life
1: we said, you know, we just need to experiment and find what fits you. you Yeah. yeah. And something maybe that you like because you like a long podcast. And for me, like I like a very short one. And then if you provide a little bit of everything then people will find whatever they like, you know?
0: Well, that's the other, that's one thing that Joe Rogan Mm -hmm. did. He took clips of his long format ones and put them on YouTube. And that those get a lot of plays too. So exactly. we can always the same do way that. As,
1: the same with a football soccer game. You yes, know, like, right. You know, you can watch the whole game because yeah. it's 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 emotional to follow. You know, the ball going from one yeah. goal to another one. You can watch the highlights. Is it the same thing to watch a ninety minutes football game or three minutes? No. Some people, you know, love yeah. you know the 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 possibility to enjoy the old game. Some people really want to watch like just the highlights. So that's a great point yeah. because
0: I will I will only watch the whole game live. Okay. If it's already happened, highlights. Highlights. Not, there's it. no way I don't have time for it, right? Absolutely. <laughs> no, no one does, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. yeah. But well, Lorenzo, it was great, man. It's great to meet you in person and oh, get to yeah. talk to you. Yeah. I mean, you came and, to me, so it's it's even, <laughs> it was definitely easy. you know like, yeah, only, yeah. like
1: just to spend two hours with you guys, and uh, it's it's just amazing. And it's uh, it's a uh, you know like should I pay you ninety pounds like my psychotherapist or should I like <laughs> okay. no, it's 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 nice. It's it's nice actually. Every time you you have the possibility to. To think about something which is not completely work-related in in, this, in a very let's say strict way, then it's always enriching. So you you, you speak to someone has a little bit of knowledge and understand your position uh, because we're sharing the same the same position, same we're on the same boat. Then it's always enriching. So yeah. I'm the one who thank you. Yeah, oh, thanks, well,
0: I'm looking forward to being in your time zone and hopefully. Exactly. You know, oh,
1: that's that's a big uh, I didn't say on Twitter. I really enjoy. It or not, the time zone. So sometimes yeah. you come up with very nice cases, and uh, just I wake up and I go to the loo and I sit on on the loo and I check. <laughs> oh gosh, they already answered that. You know, it's I should it. have put like an alarm at three in the, in in the morning in order to answer that. You know, like I oh, gosh, yeah. I can't. Oh, I can't come now with a solution which was already said All by ten right, people. Yeah. yeah. So or if not, you put something and people comment and then you lose the complete conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, and then you comment, so now people will come back and then everyone is asleep. You know, it's like yeah. at one a.m. in in the U.S., especially you know when we talk about the West Side. You know, like five. Hours, you know, I wake up at seven oh, and yeah. you are definitely sleeping. You, you know, and Sabine right? are on yeah. totally different worlds, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um, but shame. uh, yeah, no, I hope not we- to
1: mention Australia or not. yeah, <laughs> are like, even those guys, yeah. more fancy you know, India, locations, yeah, yeah. Man
0: but uh, last thing is I'm going to be in London possibly for the Saints game uh, mm. the, for US football so, oh yeah sure yeah, I will be there weeks. too you know? are you going to go? <laughs> no
1: I, I didn't even know about <laughs> yeah, it yeah yeah so. I figured but yeah.
0: but I'll try and get a hold of you when I'm there okay. in town.
1: yeah sure should we do cool. a podcast from the stadium <laughs> right. Right? So, <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah is it better well. to watch the game live or should it be <laughs> better to watch the highlights then yeah, yeah. no that'll
0: be, that'll be live alright man okay. thanks thanks everybody for listening
1: such a blast
0: man. yeah <laughs> that's right <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe, rate the podcast five stars, and share with a friend. If you have any questions or comments, direct message us at at underscore Backtable on Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn. Backtable is produced and hosted by myself, Aaron Fritz, and co-hosts, Chris Beck, Sabine Dawn,
1: Michael Barraza, and Ali Behetti. Our audio team lead is Kieran Gannon with support from Caleb Hodson,
0: Josh McWhirter, and Ness Smith-Savadoff.
1: Design and digital marketing led by Brian Schmitz. Article and transcript support by Taylor Robinson. And Delaney Aguilar. Social media and PR by Ann Dang. Intro and extra music is Ripperoo by Skeptic Moon. Find us on Spotify or at local live music venues in New Orleans, Louisiana.
0: Thanks again for listening and see you next week.